Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Welcome to the latest installment of the Run to Daylight podcast. I'm your host, Todd Burroughs, and we're having some issues um, with my mic. So I'm called in from my cell phone. I'm joined today by the Siege, and I haven't even gotten into the draft yet. Hi, Siege. How are you? I'm good. Kamara went second. That really killed my plan of hoping to get Kamara at five. Interesting. Interesting. So um, this draft is a 350 football guys. We're doing it live. Uh, the siege was nice enough to join me. He, which shouldn't be much of a surprise if you're following it on Twitter. Hey, siege, since I'm a little behind, could you put out the draft board for everyone? Yes, I can. All right. Um, I'm up next, or I'll do it in a minute. I'll put it out there in a minute. I'm actually on the clock. Siege went 1-5. Um, I've got to make a decision now. What do I want to do? And I'm going to go with the king. I haven't drafted him in a while, and my Drake shares are through the roof. So um, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. This draft is brought to you by the FFPC. Um, we are doing a Football Guys Live FFPC. My friends over at the FFPC, the main events are now open. You can do a slow main event um, for the first time ever. So if you want to go for the big money, the big prize, uh, not that the, it's the same actual prize that's in Football Guys, but there's a lot more money throughout, and it's a much more prestigious tournament if you want to do that. Go to myffpc.com. I am also doing a Pro versus Joe's Dynasty. We're just on the clock this morning, so we'll get to that. Um, the guy behind me was nice enough not to go very fast, uh, Siege. And uh, right now it was McCaffrey, a real shock, Alvin Kamara too. Whenever that happens, Siege, I wonder if someone is friends with the guy that's number three because he was gifted Saquon Elliott at four, your boy Miles at five. Tell me what you love about Miles Sanders. I know you got a lot of heat in the last draft that we did for taking Sanders there. What's your take on Sanders for 2020? I think that everyone's just kind of overreacting to uh, the coaching staff's history. Like the coaching staff in his past has been a platoon staff. I think people just forget how platoon heavy that Ron Rivera was in Carolina until he got Christian McCaffrey. Like they had D'Angelo Williams and they had Jonathan Stewart and they would just rotate guys in all the time. And then Christian McCaffrey rolled around and they're like, wait a minute, this guy's dynamic, and next thing you know, he's playing 90 to 95% of the snaps. 
I'm not saying he's going to do that. But if he gets 75% of the snaps, I just think he's dynamic. And I think that offense is going to be good. The schedule in the football, guys, towards the back end of the season when you really want to be making a run is very, very strong. New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas. And if, you know, they move weeks one and 17 to the back, they get Washington twice. So uh, the schedule just is really strong, kind of in this kind of overall format. So for me, I like the talent. I like the schedule. And going to kind of just go with it. Yeah. I, um, you know, I'm coming around on it. I, I put my, I planted my flag on the other end of that um, end result with Boston Scott. I think he's been one of the best values on the board. And, you know, if it's a two man backfield, they both could pay off at ADP. Um, So I I, I think that uh, both of them, you know, you don't have to be on one side or the other. I really would, you know, kind of wish that you got your, your guy Kamara. I would have liked to have taken a Miles Sanders share because I don't think I have one in this tournament, and I think that's a mistake. I'm kind of, I kind of was just hoping to take anyone other than. When I was on the clock, I thought about taking a Dolphin Cook at five, but just in this overall format, like I just know there there are so many combinations of teams that have gotten him later. At that point, I may as well just go for my guy and, and not try to play a game with it. There's a guy that I'm hoping to get next. Um, I do have a backup. Um, there's two guys that I like here. Well, there's four guys that I like here. I like the eighth spot. I think the eighth spot in these draft siege, you're going to get two really good players, and then you've also got a really good uh, third and fourth round. So I'm a big fan of the eighth spot. I know that you're not too big a fan of the five spot. I'm not either. How many of these have you done? And, uh, well, first of all, are you hearing me Okay. Yeah, I hear you great. Can you hear me okay? All right. Yeah, good. Because I'm talking through my cell phone, which is sitting on a coffee cup. Um, But, um, yeah, so uh, how many of these have you done? And um, how many of them have you had before the five? Uh, Let's see. I've done six. And I think I've had the five twice. So this is X3. Well, I'm very, very I'm very happy. I got the guy that I wanted, and that's Nick Chubb. I understand the worry about Kareem Hunt, uh, but Kareem Hunt has been, you know, playing the slot a little bit. It's such a run-heavy offense. Nick, you know, to me, if, if all situations were equal, Nick Chubb's the, my, my one three. So to get him in the mid to late second round, um, I wanted to up my uh, my Nick. I was about two X on him at sixteen percent, and I wanted a little bit more. Do you agree with that take, or do you feel um, that are you off Chubb this year? I am completely off Nick Chubb. I, I got some very early shares, and then just the more I thought about the situation, the more I just there's a lot of ways for it to go wrong, and very few for it to go right. Uh, I just kind of see a situation where. You know, he, he could lose it to Hunt. They could go a little more pass-heavy. Uh, I just don't really love the road. I can see it. Like, it can happen. He could definitely finish as 1.03. Just a tad too much risk for my taste. And this is exactly why I hate the 1.5 is because, like, the options, the tier drops when Hopkins goes. Yep, oh. you're up, by the way. Yeah, I know. And while really he's like doing that, I'm, 
two. Well, there's one no, guy I like more guys. than others. Um, yep, and that's the guy I would have taken. Um, so I think it's important that we not, like, help each other as we do this, just in case anyone – I mean, Siege and I really have just started talking, um, and he, it was nice of him to agree to do this. Uh, I think it's a blast. And you recently, Siege, made a huge move um, going over to Guru Elite. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your move and what you're going to be doing there? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'm super stoked. Uh, It's honestly a really good fit for me because I love doing a lot of season-long stuff. It's kind of become my passion over the last year and a half. And by moving over to Elite, I'm going to be able to do a lot of DFS baseball and basketball, but I'm also going to be able to contribute in season long, which is just fantastic. Uh, I think it's kind of the, kind of the rough gem in the, in the, in the mind where people don't really understand that like there's a lot of money to be won in season long and everyone's all about the DFS because it's like every day and it's instant gratification, but there's a lot of good money to be won here. And I mean, there's still a lot of older players that play season long and uh, you know, the, it's nice. I, I think there's a lot, huge edge in season long if you're kind of approaching these tournaments in the right way. So I'm going to be able to do all yep. that over at Elite, and I haven't been able to do it before, so I'm super stoked. That is great. I'm very, very happy for you. Um, I, I, you'll join one of my favorite guys on the Internet, Vlad Sedler. And I don't know if I said his name right, but Vlad is just, he's just one of the nicest guys you can think of. And I like Benny, too. I love Vlad and, and Benny. Um, kind of like you and I, uh, there was a time that Benny and I weren't seeing eye to eye, but that is long in the past. And I, I'm a, I mean, I love Vlad. I, I talk to Vlad basically daily. So, uh, yeah, getting to work with him is going to be a blast and kind of get to see. Maybe I'll get a little fab advice because that guy for baseball is the fab master, and I, I could use a little help. So I'm hoping to get a couple tidbits here. Yeah, I, I, I could too. I mean – I've never done more than eight season long leagues and I'm already up to 26 this year. I, you know, I, I started hanging out with your boy uh, Nelson Souza and Dave Hubbard for the hard way drafts. And I'm very competitive and, you know, I've done very well at best ball, but I've always been good at season long too. And so I've really put a lot of effort and I think we can really talk about, um, as we go along here during the draft, different strategies. You're on the clock again. Yeah, I'm not. Team two is really not. It's not my friend right now. Just keep sniping my team guy. Team two. Oh Ugh. yeah, Connor. He took Connor early. Well, there's a lot of guys who want a piece of me because I've been doing a lot of the talking on these boards, and I don't know who is who. And I'll, I'll if you guys are listening. When you want to plug who you are on the notifications, um, but um, I, I'd like to know who's Tejas Badwala. I don't know that's how you say his name's in here. There's a couple other guys who are pretty good who are in here. Um, so it, it's not a, you know, I announced this to a few of the high stakes guys who, you know, were disappointed they didn't get in the draft you and I were in. And the hard way is set from last year, so I invited a couple of the tough guys in. So I don't think we're going to have a cakewalk here, Siege. Um, I'm going to get someone I really like. Ooh, and he took someone I thought would make it. Well, this is pretty easy for me. I'm overweight on him in best ball. I'm underweight on him. 
I don't love the fact that it gives me two people from the same team, but he's been going at the beginning of the uh, end of the 12, uh, first, second round, beginning of the third. I'm going to take Odell Beckham here. And um, I'll worry about having two Browns another time. I'm just going to snatch the guy that I think is the best value on the board. Thoughts about drafting. When you draft, do you try not to have two early picks from the same team? Yeah, I, I try to do it unless I'm just going to go ahead and stack it. So, I like if I was in your situation, I would be try, like penciling in Blit Baker if I could make it happen, right? Especially in this type of shootout format. Yeah, yeah. Um, with us with us talking about it, that chance of that just dropped like thirty percent. But <laughs> but that's okay. I, I would hope that your <laughs> listeners know that stacking in this contest is a good idea. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's an interesting point. I'm not against stacking, but unlike a best ball contest where I like stacking two teams, I think it's really hard to stack one team heavily, you know, when you're starting one quarterback and only one and hoping that they're going to hit it three weeks in a row. Um, I, I'm not against stacking, but I don't chase it like I do in a best ball tournament. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. I, I don't chase a stack. I try to find one naturally. Uh, so that's been kind of my issue, although I did chase the Patrick Mahomes-Kelsey Hill stack. I've yet to get it in an F a football guys, but I did finally successfully get it the other week in um, one of the other best ball championships, and it felt really good to finally get the stack because I've been going at it for a really long time. So other than that one, I'm I think I got one of them. Feels so good once you get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a Kyler Drake Hopkins stack that I had been lusting after. Um, That's the one I, I you know, and, that I haven't done yet. And and that and that one costs you less, right? You get a late first, and um, and Kyler I got in the sixth round. So, you know, not not that it's not a better stack than the KC stack. But it, it, there's a lot less draft capital tied up in it, and you don't have to punt running back to do it, right? When you do the KC stack, you are not touching RB one until round four, and you are just way behind the eight ball there at that position to do it. Whereas with that Kyler stack, you know you can get some in three, four, five, and still be in a pretty good situation. Exactly, and um, and if you feel like backing up quarterback, uh, and that and that's something that's become more possible. Uh, more um, more people are doing. In the, normally, the smart guys only draft one quarterback in these unless you draft really late. But with the corona fears, now everyone's been taking two quarterbacks. It's really changed the dynamic of drafting, um, and that's something we're going to have to pay attention to as we get along later here. If you're doing one of these tournaments, um, you know, ideally, if you're doing one of these, the thought process is that you take only one quarterback because there's always a quarterback on the waiver wire, but we don't, you know, there might not be siege, a lot of quarterbacks on the waiver wire with people fearing. And I'll get, I'm going to throw that to you in a second. Um, I had two guys queued up again, and one of them made it to me. This is another very easy decision for me. Juju, Juju, um, at uh, at four five is is a no brainer. I'm not even sure why I bothered putting him in my queue. I was I had a feeling he wasn't going to get by you, but I had to put him in just in case. Of course, 
Yeah, you, you. I see it, two guys that I really like, and I think a third guy who I think you like. So I think um, my guess is you've got a pretty good cue here. Third guy that I like. Interesting. Oh yeah, there is a third guy, but I'm hoping that they don't have to take him in the fourth. Ideally, I can get him in the fifth. Well, uh, two see. of the three guys that two of the three guys I thought would be in your queue. We're gone at four, six and four, seven. There's one guy left. Let's see if I was right. Well, I, 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 I two of the three in my queue disappeared. So, uh, that you were right so That's far. It. Brown and uh, Bell were, were the two, were two of the three. Yeah, they were. Hmm. Got a couple options here. I think I'll make it back though. Yeah, let's do it this way. Well, I think I know who you want. All right, well, the, uh, I had a different wide receiver there, and he went right after you. I, I, I thought about him. Over Woods. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I just can't get myself sold on fourth-round Zealand because I just picked up some early fifth- and sixth-round shares, and I just have really oh, wow. had a hard time moving up into the fourth. Uh, you, you, yeah, got, it, you got you got. You got that in in this tournament. You got sixth round Thielen, fifth round. It might it, it might be the other one. It might be the other contest. I would have to double check. Gotcha. But I know well, you I've can got say the name on my spreadsheet. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure it's gotcha. over at NFC that I've got uh, yeah. fifth round Thielen. That's okay. I, just, I mean, we I don't I don't play there, and you know we we are friends with the FFPC, but um, you know they know other places exist. Yeah, so I, I just have had a hard time. I thought about taking Thielen. I just – I kind of just have more faith in the Rams' offense. And that Vikings schedule, too. Is, I, 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 I get, don't – I have them in the same tier. There's about four or five guys. I had I have Thielen like I'm, – I'm a tier drafter, right? So as long as you're in the same tier, I think, you know, God bless. Uh, you know, you like one more than the other. But really, if you think about it, and that's why I'm a tier drafter. At the end of the year, what really is going to be the difference between, let's say, Thielen and Woods both do everything that we think they'll do. The difference between them is probably going to be 10 to 20 points over 16 weeks. You know, it, it, it's not enough to, uh, it, you know, it, it's rare that the projection is that much different. So get the guy you like. Yeah, I just, I just love their, their back-end schedule. And we starting in week 13, Arizona, New England, which is a little bit tougher, but it's a home game. And I believe that's a Thursday game too. And then it's Jets and Seattle. And I could just see both those games just shooting out massively. So I've been really trying to get on the Rams if I can. And I'm a little worried that week one and two are going to get put to the end as well. So I've been as a tiebreaker using week 17, just in case they, that turns into the new shootout weeks. Yeah, and I, you know, again, for best ball tournament, I don't mind. I mean, I, I think it's a decent tiebreaker, the late, you know, the, the matchups late. But so much can change between, you know, I'm not going to make a subpar pick. to. to ch- I haven't spent, honestly, I haven't went with best ball. I was really interning last year. Um, this year, I really haven't 
you know, I looked at the schedule. There was nothing that said to me, you know, so I'm more focusing on roster construction and taking my favorite guys. Yeah, and that makes sense for sure. It's definitely like, again, like I'm not going to take someone in a different tier in the name of, you know, uh, a better schedule. Exactly. Within a, within a tier, I'm going to, I kind of just have been prioritizing Woods over Thielen. But it might be a mistake. It's a great tie I've never been a Thielen guy either. That's kind of always, I, I, it might be a weakness, it might be a blind spot, but oh, for the love of God, will someone please let one player fall to me? Ay, ay, I, in sharp uh, words, McLaurin has been going right around here. Yeah, well, I was hoping he could go know, one pick I later. I think I know who you're going to take. Uh, it's between two players. Two, but really three on a higher tier with four to go. So feel free to not take my guy, one of my guys. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that both of these guys are on your list. No, you got to do what's best for you. I have so much of the first one. I'm going to take the second one. And that was the highest guy on my tier. I think he's just an amazing fifth-round pick. You know, if you think about it, he had 90 catches last year. And let's say you're thinking he's going to, you know, it's going to be a better offense with all these weapons. So he drops to 80 catches. Uh, I got a break with Swift going. So I'll get one of the two guys I like here. Um but um, and the one I really wanted went, and I normally don't do this. Clean. Yeah, I mean I normally don't do this, but he's the highest guy on my board. He's the highest guy on my board. This doesn't make sense. I don't like this as a play, but he real Kareem Hunt is the highest guy on my board right now. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. Let me look at other options. I really wanted Wall, uh, Waller a shark. Oh man, I really have a drop off to the third guy, the other guy. Ah, one for in for a penny, in for a pound. I'm not going to take a <laughs> subpar guy. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I, – I came up with something for best ball years ago. It was called stack cuffing. And basically it was an argument on Twitter that people were having about uh, cuffing running backs. And I said, I don't think you're a stud running back anymore. But sometimes – you like it, and that year was the year of Tevin Coleman and Freeman in, uh, in, um, in Atlanta – and I said, you know, one guy was going in the sixth, another guy was going in the in the tenth, and I said they're both values, so why not take them? And then if one guy gets hurt, you crush. And then the next year I did it with uh, Ware and Kareem Hunt, and you know Ware was going in the seventh, and Hunt was going in the ninth, tenth, and then uh, Ware got hurt, and I killed with Hunt. I had a lot of Hunt. Um, I had him with with where and without. So I don't, I like stack cuffing, but I never do it with a first or second round pick. Um, but I do think that hunt, you know, I've been drafting hunt's been going in the fourth round. I got him at five, eight and I just can't feel bad about it. He really can't hunt's a good player. I, he's the guy on that. 
he's my number one RB on that crazy team that we did together where I ended up having to take Kelsey, Andrews, Lamar, and Tyreek. And I looked like I was going to be sunk. And somehow he made it back to me at like 5'11". And this is when he was going like in the fourth consistently, just the way the room broke. Uh, but I, so I, I need him to be a number one. So I, I hope he has a buster year. <laughs> All right, so I found out that my my guy Tejas, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, is team four. And so he's the guy who got you on McLaurin. Let's look at what he – La Casa de Papal, the house of potatoes? I don't know. What is that the house of, Tejas? Um, he's got Zeke. He's got Gurley, Thielen, McLaurin, and Godwin. That's a nice team. You got a nice team going there. Let's look at Siege's team so far. Uh, Stidham season. Are you are you a big Stidham guy? I'm a huge Stidham guy. I I I, I still believe he's going to win that job. Oh shit! I'm on the clock. <laughs> yeah, you might want to make a pick here. <laughs> I might want to make a pick here. Crap. Man, I barely oh, got that in. Oh, no. Oh, good <laughs> heck. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. Fuller He's has, one of my favorite players this year. Me too. I think, I think people are underestimating the connection he has with Watson. And if he's healthy, and I know that's a big if, he could be a 140-target guy. Um, even if he plays half the season, it gets you 70 targets. Um, I know, you know, with these soft leg issues, you know, it, it can be tough. But uh, all right. Has always been hurt. So it could just be, you know, a couple year blip. Well, you know what? This is a tournament. See, this is where. I am more aggressive, right? You know, this is where I am willing to say, you know, let's go for this. Um, I mean, that, that to me, when, when you've got a couple wide receivers ahead of them, and now I got back How does team six not Ford. take the stack? Wow. Who did, who did, who did he pass on? Tyler, when he had Hopkins. I'm stunned. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. Gonna, I own a lot I of. Make, I think I'm going to make him pay for go that ahead. mistake. I think I'm. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Kyler here. Everything else is well. just. Yeah, everyone else is just a different tier. Just take Kyler. I, I I just I had mentally just ment- I had already mentally plugged in most out on my team. I hadn't even thought of the fact that Kyler would get past there. To be honest, I just thought it was like that was the floor of where he was going to go. He's the most. He's my most owned uh, quarterback. I normally don't take quarterback early in this. I've been really trying to just wait on it. But if you're going to give me Kyler in round six, I'm not going to uh, pass up that value. Well, I've only taken him in round seven or late sixth, other than that that stack that I had where I took him early sixth. Um, 
I'd have to go through each team, but most of the time, um, <laughs> Tejas is happy with Higby. Um, that's good. Uh, that's good. You could be right. I'm, I'm not betting on Higby, but you could be right. Hunter Henry just went. That's who I was hoping would make it to me at 7-8. Never was going to happen. Ah, gotcha. I guess we kind of like a lot of the same guys. Well, I know. Yeah, I, in this, yeah, you, you do. I mean, my, I, I, I my boards appear on Twitter on a pretty high rate, and there's a lot of common names, so uh, it gets a little well, tricky. I, you know, I mean, people are paying attention. Right, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Um, I lost my train of thought. Well, I'm filling my cue. Um, yeah, I mean, I know who you like. I mean, you have you have, you like a lot of the same guys Nelson likes, and um, yeah, we we think pretty much we think a lot alike. How is it um, working with? I mean, there's a couple a couple disagreements, but for in general philosophy, I think we approach it pretty similarly. Sorry for some dead air. I've got, I've already gotten surprised twice here with picks and. Yeah, this is going to be a really awkward spot coming up where. Finally, Team Ford tonight needs one. Oh, two options here for me. I could stay on brand, or I could take the other guy that I actually have higher. Uh, I have a guy higher, too, and I, I think it's probably the same guy. Probably is. And, it'd make, so, and it would I, make up for who I, took, who, I, who I sniped you on. Yeah, I just I think this is the right pick for this team. Let's just make sure there isn't anything else I'm missing. Yeah, there's, a, there's plenty of options in that tier for me still. Plenty of options in this tier. Yeah, this is the right pick. Oh, okay. That wasn't the guy. <laughs> well, there's there. I, I almost. But that, a, but that leaves guy. me. That leaves me three guys that I would feel pretty good about here. Um, one of them just went. Well, but I'm two picks away. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one or two good players here. I suspect they're both in well what what's left of my uh my queue from before. The third guy who I had in the queue was a Brown. <laughs> so I just took him out. <laughs> How retarded would that have been? That that would have been pretty funny. I would have but like, is this whole podcast a prank? Like, am I supposed to like say something at some point? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm 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 not big on three hundred and fifty dollar pranks, and that guy and that guy took him. So that left me the guy that I thought you were going to take, and the guy that I prefer. So I'm very happy with how that worked out. Yeah, I I have so much of that player. I just and I don't have actually have much of Hurst. So and I actually I don't have, have any Hurst spot. I, I, I don't have Hurst at all, and it's starting to worry me. 
he, when he's, I, I've seen him go in early six, late five at a few of these, and that is just way out of my price range. Early to mid seven is kind of where I is my will, where my ceiling starts on being able to buy a couple shares. And there's just there was a bunch of other wide receivers and running backs still available in in that tier, so I kind of just decided to take our Hurst share. But I mean, Hurst Gasicki, I have so many, I have so much Gasicki. I mean, I I just have all the Gasicki, so. Had him all because Sticky last year too, so hopefully he does even better than he did last year. Well, a lot of smart people agree, and um, there's been some good talk on uh, on Twitter lately about been some good talk lately on Twitter about how people with his skill set have done good with Chan Gailey. The I just kind of wish there was, was no on discussion on the player at all. Yeah, right? Well, yeah. Marquise Brown was the guy I thought you were going to take, and he w- he held out till uh, 712. Yeah, I don't really like him that much. I, like, he's at the top of this tier for me, and it's a really big tier. So I really haven't ended up with a ton of them. Like, I have a couple shares with Lamar where I took Lamar. But other than that, I, I really don't have much – Brown interest. I think that team is still going to rotate wide receivers more than I think people are, are expecting. And they just drafted another couple this year too. Like I think people just like ignored the fact that they still want to go add more bodies, which just tells me that like they view that as a, a priority. So I worry about his snap share. I worry about you know I worry about them being in front a lot of games and not needing to wear them out. So I, I can't really get on board with him where he's going. I I, I have some. But which, 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 which guy again? I'm sorry. My brain was. We're still talking about Marcus Brown. Oh, no, I, I think he's uh, a much better. Yeah, I was off him. Then I got on him. But ultimately, I, I think, you know, Fuller is, is Marquise Brown, who's going to see a higher target share if healthy. Um, but, you know, and I think he's a great best ball pick, but season long, I think he's going to take a step and surprise people, but I think that overall offense has to regress. You would think, but it'll be interesting to see, because you'll know by like week three real quick, like is the Baltimore offense going to be just as good or do people figure stuff out during the off season? It'll be interesting to see because you'll know pretty early on. I got, this is, this is where in a, a normal season long league, I, would trade down because there's a plethora of guys that I'm okay on here and nobody that I love. Um, So, uh, I've taken the one guy on this team a number of times. I've taken this other guy a lot. Boy, there's a lot of guys that I like about the same, and I'm going to go right to the wire here. I feel pretty good the same go with way. My, I've got like. I got to go with. I got to go with my gut. I. I. I, oh. I, I normally am in the. I. I normally am an exposure guy, but I just like Vaughn more than Ronald Jones. 
Oh. I guess from your groan, you. I guess I from really your groan, he was going to fall. I didn't see that one coming. No, I I, I love the player. Well, I I have a bunch of props on him. Um, getting odds, I have I have some props on him outscoring uh, Hilaire this year. Um, I I am as high on Keshawn Vaughn as you can get. Keshawn Vaughn. Yes. Yeah. Did I save Jones? I, I meant Vaughn. I thought I said you said Jones. Keyshawn. I thought you said Keyshawn Martin. No, I. I so maybe I, Mike. I might have. But yeah, um, no, I meant. Which Vaughn. reminds I'm me of. Huge... Good, good, good. I, I, and I, I, you know, honestly, Siege, I didn't re- look at you know other than the one draft we were in, and you know, I, I don't look at the, you know, everyone. I'm loved that everyone copies me on these boards. But the you know looking through teams gives me a headache. Um, so I I only do you know I, I I probably should study what everyone does more. But this is my first year doing a lot of these live ones, and especially while I'm podcasting, it's it's too much for me to focus on. I see that you were on the clock. Yeah, I'm in the same boat you were. I had, Vaughn was the last player in my other tier. Um, and now it's kind of just which one of this, where do you want to he start? Really, he, on really this tier? Was, he really was higher for me too. Yeah. Um, actually this could just because be a really talking, good pick. I haven't really been, because we've been talking, I haven't really been, uh, focusing on what other teams are doing. It's just too much. Um, but, um, there's a lot of value on the board overall. No, you made you took a good player. You took a very good player. Yeah, I I've been high on the player before, like before the most dirt news comes out, and I don't think it really affects his value a whole lot. But if by some chance he was to just lose his mind and hold out, I mean, Kevin Coleman would probably go in round four. Like if most it's like I'm sitting out the season. So, uh, Where did this Mostert type of contest, he went in the I, I, I had my okay. I had my eye on him, and that's and that's too early for me right now. Seventh round, yeah, I would I would take a Mostert share. Eighth round, it would be a snap call. And Debo just went at nine one. Debo settled in like or mid to early to mid ninth round since the injury and. I love the player. I already have a good bit of Debo, so I won't be taking him in the ninth. There's too many other guys. I, that injury is way more scary than people are giving it credit for. I think in a normal and, and, offseason, and people wouldn't touch him. I, I think that what's funny is, is that we know, you know, it's like, it's like how many times do you have to learn the same lesson with these, uh, with these foot injuries? You know, it, it's, you know, it's it's something that really um, it's a big deal. Yeah, Sorry, I'm looking at my. Never, no, you're good. People never take it seriously enough. Uh, these foot injuries, um, and I think I I learned my lesson last year on a on a player, and uh, it's a player that I I have my eye on, so I, I won't say the name yet. But uh, like there are a couple players who just had foot injuries, and their seasons were just done. And I was just like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was 
never fun <laughs> at any point. It's never fun. All right, let's see if he st- he uh, gets you again. Oh, I hope not, because I really, really want this player. <laughs> I have an idea. Oh, actually, I have one or two names in my head. Actually, I had I I just changed my mind. Uh, I I had one player, and then I kind of looked at the board again and went, "Wait a minute, you have to do it the other way." So. I have no idea where this player has even been going lately. I should look. I'm uh, I'm really enjoying my uh, my uh, team right now. Oh, he took Breida. I don't think Breida was on your radar, was he? Not after I took Coleman, no. Exactly. Uh, if Coleman had gone, I probably would have taken Breida, but... Um... There's one player I like. I think one player that makes way more sense. I think I know. I'll be honest afterwards. I should just take the talent. I should take the better player. You know what? I think I'm going to just take the better player. Trust my first instinct. Ooh, that was not the guy I had on my radar whatsoever. I, I had I had another one. I talked myself out of him. I, I had a, I had a, another player initially queued up, and, I, and then I changed my mind. I, I I'm all in on CD Lamb. I think that 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 they have just shown that he's going to be the guy. And when Gallup came out the other day and said he hadn't even talked to Mike McCarthy, I have to admit I did move him up even a little bit more. Um, probably because I already ha- I thought I should have moved him up anyways. And, yeah, I, I, I'm all in on uh, C.D. Lamb this year. I think he's fantastic. Uh, but I, I doubt, you, there definitely was a case to take the other guy, too. But I, I just think C.D. Lamb's better than him. Maybe I should have pulled up this sheet earlier, though. Where the hell is he going on average? Oh, wow. People have moved him way down. Why? Was the guy I took the guy you were thinking of? Uh, no. But he would have been a nice fit on my team. But, no, I, that was not the guy. Um, I kind of just turned out – I tuned out on that position after um, – I took uh, Coleman. I didn't really take him. I had a guy who I was going to take, and then I looked and at at where he's been going lately, and it was later. So I'm I think re- we I'm might really be looking. Cur- I'm really curious to see if it's the same player because I I just pulled up the sheet too and went, oh, <laughs> this player. I actually might have a chance at this player. So I'm really curious to see if it's the same one. <laughs> Yeah, well, he won't make it to you if it, if it was the guy. Yeah, well, now I, I got it. I'm hoping. I would be surprised if either of uh, Team Ten might take him, but I'd be really surprised if he goes at eleven or twelve, based on roster construction. So that guy who went at hmm. nine twelve was the guy I almost took at nine five. Oh, Kurt. Yeah, because I have yeah, Tyler. See, I would, I, 
I would have taken him if I were you. You you were you were short on uh, wide receivers, and you had the stack, and he was good value there. At the same time, I mean, I like Deontay. Oh wait, you have Deontay earlier. Let me look at your team again. I have. Oh, I see. Yeah, you took Lamb. I would have felt a lot better about Lamb making it back. Yeah, well, I didn't have the sheet pulled up in time. If I had had the sheet pulled up, I would have done it the other way. But okay, no, that's not the guy I was talking about. Mecole is a guy who you and I fought over in one draft. That was a draft where wide receiver were going way too early, and um, they were. And um, and then um, so I took him. I liked him a lot, but I really liked him in the eleventh, twelfth round, the tenth round in a tight end premium. I I you know I just he's like another wide receiver I liked a lot that I haven't been taking. My I, I got too many running backs, but the running back values have just been ridiculous. Yeah, I'm waiting for the running back run, but it hasn't really happened. I I kind of think I maybe I should have taken Kirk there, and if I had pulled up the sheet, I think I would have. But I'm just not – I don't know. He kind of feels like the guy that you just overdraft every year because you think he can be, he can be, he can be, and just never is. It's possible. So that, that's, been, that's been my concern with him. But on this team, it probably made sense to do it. But I just believe C.D. Lamb's going to be a stud right out of the gate. So – well, know, we'll the see. guy made it back to me, and uh, I don't think it's the guy you're talking about. But um, oh yeah, no, that is not who I was talking about. Yeah. No, I, I think that he's. Uh, I only have one share of him in about twenty-five, and I think ten-five is a real nice value for him. Yeah, I think it's a good spot for you to take him too. That's good. That leaves that puts me in a pretty good situation to get two of these guys. But I yeah, need. there was there, there was one other guy I really liked on the board, but I have more of that guy. And and Jordan Howard, hey. who just went, was the guy I had in my very tight queue. Yeah, I like I like Brita more than Howard. Um, but let's just make sure I take these guys I, in the I right order. But There's Howard in the going. tenth. Like, how often are you going to get a guy who's going to probably get 200 carries in the tenth round? Yeah, not very often. So, I assume this is the other guy you were considering. Um, that... Oh yeah, 100 percent. Taking so much of him in the twelfth and thirteenth, fourteenth round, I just, you know, I I I I I think he's good value still in the tenth, but um, you know. Um, I mean, not only is there the concern that Antonio Brown is going to uh, have a long suspension, and he very well might, there's also the chance that he comes back and then acts up again. But um, yeah. I have no problem with the intent. Um But it's not, you know, again, if I didn't have so much of him later, I would, I would be much more inclined to uh, – to do it. Yeah, just on my team too, when I was just kind of like waiting on wide receiver, getting yourself that type of upside for your wide receiver wide receiver two slot is just really nice. It might bust, but if if it if he ends well, up playing I mean, like a bunch of games. To win the whole, 
you're trying to win the whole tournament. You're not trying to win the league. And Antonio Brown in the 10th round, if he's healthy and active for the three playoff weeks, I mean, he's, he's, he, you know, it, it, it could be, you, you could see a ton of Antonio Brown teams going towards the, the you know, the top of the charts. But the issue is for me, again, I've already got, you know, uh, going into this draft, I still had close to 30% of them in these drafts. Um, so I, I didn't feel the need to, uh, to take him there. Where Josh Allen, I only had one share. And I, I think, you know, with us, with the 2QB thing, which I never had to deal with before, this is the first draft I'm doing where I'm really considering the whole two, you know, I, that I might need two QBs. Um, I think him in the 10th round and, and getting my second share of him made more sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually thought about taking a second quarterback uh, coming up, but there's just too much value to pass on. But like if all the value somehow was to disappear in the next four picks, I would consider it even with Kyler, because you're just, I think this year you're going to need two quarterbacks. I actually was reading an article that one team is literally considering um, just putting their backup quarterback, like, in a hotel room and not letting him go to practices. So, like, if the team gets it, like, he doesn't get it too, which is just crazy to think that, like, teams might have to go to that those kind of measures. It makes you think that we're not going to have football this year. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but, you know, we're, we're just not hearing Boston Scott at 10-11. Um, he's not on my radar because I've got one, two, three, four, five really good running backs right now. But um, good pick. Good pick. Boy, there's one guy I really like on the board still. I've so, got uh, one player that I will, I will snap pick if it makes it back to me. I noticed your zip code. Um, are you from Boston originally? Yes. And that was yep, the guy I was... that I really wanted. Blake Jarwin just went. I, I, he was so high on my board, it was ridiculous. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Where in Boston? Uh, so I was just outside of Newton. Like a couple oh, blocks I used to have a, I used to sell a luggage account in Newton. I was a luggage sales rep for 30 years and I, I would go up to, uh, I'd go, I would go up that way probably once every two months for, you know, like 15 years I had that territory. So I, I snap, I find, I snap. What town? Dylan Rager. I, what's I? What town? What town in Newton? Yeah. No, were you in Newton or near Newton? No, I was in Newton, but uh, I mean, there's like some oh, sections okay. of it, but I was in Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Newton. So. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, area. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It's fantastic. But just not my style. It's just a little too up, up-tempo for me. Anyone who lives on the East Coast just knows it's like all hyper all the time, and it's just not my speed. Mike Williams at 11-8. Uh, I can't hate that. No, that was the other guy I would have considered if Jalen Rager hadn't made it back to me. I'm a I just think he's going to – he's just so good. Um, I, I love the player. And, you know, with Deshaun Jackson being one one stupid word away from being gone, he could just find his way in even more playing time. And Jeffrey's basically washed. And I, I, it could just be 115 targets before you know it. Yeah, I uh... – 
definitely really like Mike Williams. Oh yeah, Raygor, Raygor definitely. Um, I'm not drafting rookies. I'm just not wide receivers. Um, I just think you know with the camp issues and no off season. But I, you know, I like him and I like Ruggs. I think Ruggs is a really talented guy. And if it was a normal year, but the chance to take Mike, you know, Mike Williams and one or two other guys who I think could start good and end good. You know, I, I could see, you know, Raygor being, you know, the, the number one wide receiver on that team and being tied for third in targets. Um, you know, you, you got Ertz, you got Goddard, you've got Sanders. Um, you know, so he could he could lead the team in wide receiver targets and still, you know, end up around eighty. Uh, but that you know, in the eleventh round, eighty's not bad. No, and there's just I like to find guys where there's just a lot of ways for to hit to hit the ceiling. And for him, there's just a lot of different ways for him to find playing time, whether it be, you know, Jeffrey or Jackson or Boston Scott uh, goes down. They need they play a little more slot. So there's just a lot of different ways where he can kind of get to value here in the 11th round. I like Mike Williams. I just didn't, didn't really – I don't really see the ceiling with him. Like, I think he could be ni- a nice player, but I don't think he's going to go out there and, you know. Like, this time next year, I don't think we're going to well, be drafting Mike Williams in the sixth round. I, I don't see that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was between him and the guy that just went, Darius Slayton. Um I just, you know, I just think Mike Williams is, uh, you know, I like drafting guys who have the talent that if the opportunity knocks could crush. And, uh, and Mike Williams has that. So, you know, um, he's a guy that I have on a level with three or four other guys in this, uh, this region. But, you know, he, he you know, ele- mid 11th round, that was pretty good value. I have I'm on the clock again. And I will have zero Darius Slayton come the end of draft season. I will not have one share. I like Darius this late. Um, I'm going to go tight end. It's just a matter of which tight end. Um, maybe I won't go tight end. Yeah, I need to go tight end. Uh, screw bye weeks. Um, I'm not that's a big that's one an for bye weeks. Yeah, he's like got a ton of upside. He, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good player, and he you know he, um, he you know would you be shocked if he caught sixty seventy balls? I wouldn't if he's healthy and playing. And him and Gesicki yeah. have the same bye week, but you know what? I, I I've, I've never been a guy in season long who worries about bye weeks. I just. I just, there was a massive teardrop at that point. I was probably going to take him. I don't really need him, but I thought he was too good of a value to pass up. Uh, so I, I don't blame you at all for taking him. He was clearly the best tight end on the board at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Derv Smith, and he went a couple picks before. Yeah, and I, I know like who Irv I want to I, I think it's one. I think it's one year too early on, like, the Irv Smith going crazy. But – I, I, think, I, I don't, don't want to think... say too much yet. Well, I'll, I'll just yeah. say it. I think people are underestimating uh, Kyle Rudolph. You That's know? the point um, I, I don't take, myself, but yeah. Yeah, I don't take... I, I mean, I take him... You know, a lot of times I don't feel the need to take him, but, 
you know, he's one of those guys who we all might look back on every time we pass him in the 16th, 17th round and say, what the hell was I thinking? There's a great value, Daryl Henderson at 12-9. I was going to take something else uh, coming around here, um, but uh, if Henderson was there, I couldn't have passed on him. Yeah, he wouldn't have. I I thought it was either Preston Williams or Daryl Henderson there for me, and if Daryl Henderson had made it back, I would have taken him. Preston Um, Williams was the guy that I was thinking of other than Herndon because I've only got four wide receivers. I only had four as well, and I just I love the upside of Preston Williams. If he's healthy, he, he could just be a beast this year in that system. I think the Dolphins' offense in general is just very underrated this year. I'm not sure why people are down on it. I think we saw in the second half of the season what it can be. People were, and that was without Preston Williams. I I, I think they could be easily a top half offense, and they're treated like junk. And I I don't understand it at all. Say that again. I was doing my Q. What team? The oh, Dolphins. Dolphins. I, I, yeah, I, I think agree. They're very underrated. 100%. There's still a lot of really good running back value on the board. But it'll be there gone it quick. Yes, it will. <laughs> I, yeah. I, just, I had just finished queuing up a whole bunch of running backs. I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not above a little bit of skullduggery. Um, yeah, I know, right? You try, yeah, yeah you're, you're all set there at running back, just uh, trying to clear that value out for you, so no one else can get it. Not, not a bad play. <laughs> no, no. And and you know because and honestly, I don't want to see it there when I when I'm up because I'll take him. I'm not going <sighs> to let it go just because I have a lot, especially a running yeah. back. You know, um, because once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, it is. There's actually a bunch of teams here in the on half I could just completely wipe it out and, what, and what's really idea. great is that someone took running back and it's someone who, who I don't draft I mean like I could stare him in the face in the 20th round and I'm probably not taking Naheem Hines yeah that's a, another player that I have none will have none of um, unless like half the Colts get COVID before week one like yeah I, th- I think that, Eric just, Ebra very good pick at 13-1 um, let's uh, let's go look through a couple teams. Um, La Casa de Papal, Brady and Breeze, Henderson, Breida, Gurley, Elliott and Geis, Deontay Johnson, Goodwin, Thielen, McLaurin, and Higby. I'm not a Higby guy. Are you a Higby guy? Can I answer, answer that question in one peck? Yeah. Oh, I think I, I know who's going to make. God dang it, I have a decision to make. Oh, wow. There's a player I want to There's a player I want to take and there's a player I should take. There's no chance that the player gets back to me, so I'm going to have to make my mind up. Let's play it smart. That's not who I wanted to take. Uh, but. Three, three years ago, my favorite um, tape when I watched tape was Camara. 
Uh, the year after, my favorite tape was Chubb. The following year, my favorite tape uh, was two. Uh, the, my uh, my second favorite tape, the Chubb year, was Justin Jackson. I, I I think he he's one of those guys who just always makes the first player miss. He's a little small, but he's a good running back. So I'm going to make a pick because I'm pot committed here, and it, it doesn't make sense to even wait another seven or eight picks to take a chance. There's no one out there that I felt that I needed enough that I was going to pass on uh, getting my stack with Baker. Yeah. I, that, I was surprised you didn't take, I was hoping you'd take him in the herd and run, to be honest. Can I ask a question about a player who now that he's off the board? Can someone explain yeah. to me what the hype about Joshua Kelly is? I thought his tape was terrible when I watched too, like a really bad spot. What am I missing? Well, I think that people think that he's the his running, I, and I didn't watch much of his tape, so I, I probably should do that. Um, but the the thought process is that um, the thought process is is that he's uh, he's the big back that Melvin Gordon was. You know, he's he's the big back on the uh, on the team. So um, that that's the thought. And that Justin Jackson, you know, I love Justin Jackson, but he's a small player. And um, I'm going to have to run for a second after my pick. You're going to have to hold the fort if you don't mind. It won't be long. You could probably probably can figure out what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I I can. uh, I just so a couple of teams here that I'm just really surprised are waiting on the quarterbacks. Back to, uh, back I, I, to I, I, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you pick first, and then I'll comment. <laughs> All right. Lacasta. Actually, Paul, I'll let I like his team. Can you hear me? Which team? Yeah, which team? I said, Lacasta. The guy in front of you, number four. He's got a really nice team, but his only tight end is Higby. And uh, other than that, I like his team. Yeah, I. I think instead of. McFarland, he should have taken a tight end. I think that would have served him well. He already had Elliott, Gurley, Geis, Breida, and, Hen- and Henderson. Does he really need a, basically a gadget player? Eh. Well, you're hoping for an in- – well, he, did he take Connor? Was he the one who took Connor? No. Um, even if Connor goes down, there's no guarantee it's McFarland. And I love McFarland's tape. I mean, I think he's an explosive player. It's so weird looking at my team in the 13th round and seeing two quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I, it's weird looking at mine in the sixth round having taken a quarterback early again, and I'm just like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait, and then I just never wait. I, like, the first one I ever did, I waited. And then ever since then, like, I always feel like there's, like, some quarterback that just falls. And I'm just like, well, I have to take this oh, player yeah. here. Oh, yeah, I mean – Farland reminds me a lot of Kamara, just explosive. Yeah, I, Tejas, I, I like the I like the player. I don't, I just don't like the roster construction. Um, quarterbacks went early in this draft. I think I think that's just going to be the trend for a while. Ooh, the guy I really wanted went. Um, two of them I wanted, but John Brown was the guy that I really that I really had. Uh, He's a best a ball of favorite of mine. 
Well, I mean, he's just such a value there. Um, I might just have to not take a wide receiver here rather because I think I need a third tight end and this is the last guy really. Oh, just uh, do it already. Uh, no. Just do it already. <laughs> uh, right. fuck. I really I, I, I really uh fine. Thank you. No wow. I'm, you didn't take the that, one I was gonna take. Hey. Oh that's fine. Oh, no. That's not the one I thought you were gonna take. All right. You thought I was gonna go uh, you thought I was gonna grab some juice? Oh, Kyle Rudolph went went right after him. Was Rudolph yes, the guy? Yeah, he you made wanted? it back. Wow, what a miracle! There's my thoughts on uh, Tyler Higby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> run. I'll be right back. Hold the fort. Yeah, I, I will. So I will talk about why I, I think Gerald Everett's the better of the two tight ends um, in LA. He was a really good part of that offense before he got hurt. And Higby's rise just corresponded to Cup fighting off uh, an ankle injury. And they just kind of used Higby kind of as more of that slot guy. Um, and I just don't think that's a realistic option for him over a course of the whole season with Cup healthy. I, I think they're going to just use Cup and use Everett to kind of run more of those vertical routes. Uh, it's kind of what his, he runs that route tree a little bit better than Higby. Higby runs a lot of the middle of the field stuff better, but the Rams wide receivers run those routes a ton when healthy. And so for my, for my take, I think they're going to use Everett to kind of stretch the field a little bit, uh, whether it be splitting him out wide or having him run up the middle of the seams. I think that's a better use of the tight end in that offense to kind of clear out the middle of that field for those crossing wide receivers. So I think Everett's going to be the guy there pretty shortly after the season starts. So Everett's been a huge target of mine in, in these, in these drafts as my third tight end. And I, I really thought that I like Todd that. was going to take him there. You know, I just think that the answer could be neither. <laughs> um, That's also why I he's just t- think... my third tight end and not a tight end one or two. <laughs> oh, correct. I, I, I think he's fine as a third tight end. All right, let me now look at my roster construction. I got three, four, five running backs, four wide receivers, and three tight ends. Time to put some wide receivers in the queue. No one I love yet. The one thing I am convinced of is that there's going to be wide receivers in the uh, – I would say uh, strategically, if you're thinking that quarterback teams are going to carry two quarterbacks and two kickers just in case, there's always decent wide receivers anyway on – on waivers, I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna go thin at a position right now, um, I think it's wide receiver unless you know you're building through wide receiver early. I I agree with that entirely, and you can see I only I only took my second in round nine, and honestly, like if particular players hadn't fallen, I would have just even punted it a little bit more. But guys just kept falling that I had, you know, in that top tier. I, I mean, so at that point. My top wide receiver left was Watkins and a guy who I thought I could get later. And, um, and you know, I just can't draft Sammy Watkins. I, I, I've done it once or twice. 
but ultimately I believe in, uh, I believe in Nicole Hardman and, and Watkins just, you know, you take out that big week, week one where he, you know, basically what happened was there was some, you know, it was week one and there was what, not mismatches, what do you call it? When blown coverages. And he was wide open. Lazard was the other guy I wanted. He didn't make it back to me. But I still he wasn't making it Stern. back to you. I still like Sternberger. I think uh, I know Rogers hasn't doesn't have a great history with tight ends, but I like Sternberger coming out. I think he's a good tight end. I was probably a mistake, but you know what? I like I, I I'm trying to be better at what I do, and I, I have too many drafts with only two tight ends that are playable and in um, a tight end premium. So it's just kind of been on my mind to do more. So <sighs> rabbit season, duck season, Stidham season. Oh, I love Stidham. He's gonna be so good. Uh, do you think he's gonna beat out Cam? I think. Yeah, I do. But I'm going to go this way. I think it's more possible that he beats out uh, Cam. Oh, yeah. You can't take Stidham over Goff. Goff. I wasn't taking Stidham yeah, you, there. No. You've, no, no, you've no. got Bobby Woods. Yes. I wanted to take another quarterback, but I wasn't going to make the same mistake twice. So. And I had Everett, too. So it just it made a lot of sense to take off there. But I, I have a feeling my wide receiver queue is going to get decimated between now and the next time I pick, and I might regret that. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm going to take one. It's just a matter of which one. Do I want to get cute? Do I want to – or do I want to take the top guy on my board? But I one mean, of them might getting not cute make makes for better podcast content. <laughs> Well, I don't think anyone would think it's cute. I just, I'm not sure that, you know, I I, I mentioned I'm not on rookie wide receivers, but I'm going to take the guy who was on my, uh, on my radar, because I think the the other guy I'm talking about, there's another guy on that team I could draft later. I I just think Robbie Anderson's a ridiculous value in the 15th round. Yeah, I don't have any shares of Robbie Anderson. It's probably the point where I would might consider taking him. I just, I don't trust that offense. I don't trust Matt Rule. I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater. I don't trust just about anything about it other than Christian McCaffrey. I I kind of need to see it before I believe it type thing. Um, it's possible that he pays off, but I'm just not sure that CMC, Ian Thomas, three and those three receivers are all going to make value from from Teddy Bridgewater, and I just have no feel on how it's going to work under Matt Rule, so I can't like take a stand. So. I've been kind of just avoiding them all other than DJ Moore. I I like Teddy. I like Teddy. Um, You know, I think he's perfect for what they've got. You know, he's a short pass guy and you've got CMC and you've got uh, DJ Moore. And um, I know Robbie Anderson isn't great um, late, Uh, you know, I mean, but Robbie Anderson has all the talent in the world. So, Right now, the other three wide receivers that were in my queue are all still there. 
I normally look at kicker and defense around here, but taking two quarterbacks, uh, that's a luxury I, I don't think I can afford right now. <clears throat> but let's see who makes it back to me. Yeah. Eno it always Vent- depends on who makes it like, back. No. All right, I'm going to look at Eagle 15's team. He's got Stafford and Newton. Um, boy, that's so weird to look at because – uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I thought Allen was a value and I needed Baker to fill out the stack, I still wouldn't have my second quarterback. I I would have taken one very late. Uh, Gio Bernard, Mac Duke, Mixon, and Josh Jacobs, and David Johnson. A lot of uh, running backs I don't like that much on that list. And um, when you have Mixon, Jacobs, and David Johnson early, one, two, three, four. Now, to go Duke, Mack, and Bernard, I'm kind of met on that. Uh, what do you think about that? It feels like more of a best ball team than a, than a pro, like a football guy's draft. Like, when are you going to ever know when to start Marlon Mack or Duke Johnson? So that, I mean, and the guy I want, he only made, almost made it to me, but Brandon Ayuk was a, a guy that was high on my queue. Um. That's the one I, am gonna I almost took over the quarterback. I, I almost took him over Goff. Yeah, and I almost took him too. Um, Twenty-five seconds, Todd. Plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. All the kickers I like are gone. All the defenses I like are gone. I don't need a tight end. Uh, is there a running back left worth taking? No. All right. I'm going to reach. He's my guy. Oh, interesting. I liked him early in draft season, and then, like, the team showed no confidence in him in the draft, and I got really confused. See, I, I, I don't. I think, again, people don't, you know, what, you know, everyone's good at different things, Siege. I think, you know, and it's, you know, there's, there's humility and then there's false humility. I think you need to know what you're good at. What I'm good at is finding places where people are more likely than not coming to the wrong conclusion. So they got Chase Claypool. Does that mean that they don't like, James Washington. James Washington played much better in year two. It's the same draft capital. And every wide receiver, other than maybe Juju that the Steelers have drafted, I mean, in general, they make them wait a year. Uh, Deontay also played, but that's because they, they only had a couple. But I, 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 you know, I don't, I'm not worried about Chase Claypool. And James Washington is, is just such a good deep threat. And he's so great at getting the ball in the air. And Ben loves chucking the ball up three times a game. So, you know, and I just think that James Washington, then if you get an injury to Deontay or Juju, James Washington is a guy that could, you know, pay off fourth, fifth round value. Yes. I I, I mean, I, I like the ceiling on him. I, Maybe I need to get back on him. I, I liked him a lot early, like all that early, early, early stuff. And then that draft class just really kind of just scared the hell out of me with him. 
I, I mean, and then I kind of just thought, Clay... and, then I, and then it also was that, and too, like Big Ben. I'm just, I don't know. Like we are, you like that. Every time I take a Steeler, I just think like I am counting on Big Ben to stay healthy, and he just might be done. Like we don't know. He might be I, done. I, he might he he might be, or they might have fixed why he wasn't looking good the last two years. You know, how long was Ben playing through that injury? He, they, he talked about how it was hurting him for a while. He didn't. His arm didn't look right for about a year and a half before that. So yeah, it's it's dangerous. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to argue that fact, but I will say that I do feel really good about um, you know James Washington in the 16th, 17th, 18th round of drafts, especially in best oh, yeah. in best ball. Him and him and Chris Conley, who I, I won't draft in this most likely. Chris, you know, but in a 28-round best ball, I got so much Chris Conley. Guys available in, like, the 24th, 25th, 26th round of drafts. Starting round. Playing time in those best balls is everything. Yeah, if you get just guys who put up because of injury, if you get guys, you know, solid guys scoring points for you out of your 20th round pick, and people are taking all these shots trying to win by getting that one guy who's going to, you know, be from the 20th round, you know, 25th round, and, and, and he's the rookie that, you know, just wins the league for you. Most years that doesn't happen. And I, I'll go after a couple of those guys too, don't get me wrong. But I'll also go after really, really solid um, you know, if they're starting players, ooh, you took my guy, bastard. <laughs> that's my, that's that's my that's my uh, that's my most owned kicker. Me too. <laughs> He's well, annoying because you have to carry true. two in the shootout, but you probably have to do that anyways. I own a, I own a ton of Justin Tucker. Um, I just think that you know he gives you that advantage every week. And I've got a good bit of Butker. And once I get to a certain tier on, in these drafts, you know, I, I, you know, I'm taking, you know, is the guy that I'm taking a complete dart on in the, in the 17th round, you know, 15th round, is he going to be any better than the guy that I took a dart on in the 16th round? So I, I take a lot of uh, the, 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 you know, the two kickers that I think, really give you an advantage every week. And I took the, the uh, I always want to say the Clippers every time I see LAC, the Chargers defense. Um, I think that's a good value in the 17th. But Matt Gay would have been the pick. Yeah, for me, I didn't do it. But um, point on Lux and Tucker. But Tucker always seems to score because if they, if they're, you know, well, but I think that offense might stall more than you think this year. Um, I was just going to say, there's some red zone regression coming from that offense, which makes Tucker a better pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not drafting two kickers. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm just not. I, I, I will eventually pick up a second before the shootout, but that's about as far as I will go. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you got to have one for that. Yeah. I didn't know what you meant. Yeah, like if, if, I, if I get a zero on a kicker one week because my kicker gets COVID, 
so be it. Like I'm just not gonna carry two all year. I just can't. Yeah. See that what do you what, what do you get? What are you gonna What are you gonna get out of a kicker? You know, I mean, it's like you can win with a kicker getting you a zero. You know, there's plenty of weeks when your kicker gets three extra points and that's it, right? You know, I'm not the, the, the you know, maybe right before the season, maybe I'll pick a second one up on waivers, but now, no way. No way. Yeah. I like that defense, by the way. That if I, if I, when I wait on defense, that's my target every time. Did you I, take I, a I defense am, yet? I did. I took the pass. Yeah, I think the Pats are going a little too late. I was all in on them last year, and they, certainly what they did for me last year is certainly not going to change my appetite to take them again this year. <laughs> no, no, and, and they go a round or two after the other ones. And, I, and there are drafts where I'm really happy with my team, where I'll take a kicker and a good defense, you know. And, and yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a crapshoot, but. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, it's all, like, that's the, that's the thing about my teams. Like, I try to have a weakness and, like, guys that are droppable because, like, I don't want to have, like, this – Carlos Hyde's my favorite example, and I think he's long gone. Of, like, a player that, like, I would just hold on to my roster for too long because it's like, well, he could get the job, whereas opposed to, like, if I have an immediate need, like, I won't cut him. Like, that's, I struggle to cut that type of player, where it's like if I – you know, anyone I draft now between rounds 18 and what are these 20 rounds, right? 20 rounds. Yeah. 20 rounds. So like I can, I'm not afraid to cut them. So, you know, that, that's the type of thing where it's like, I don't want to get put myself in this position where I lock myself into a roster too much. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't bother me. Um, and remember when uh, we talked about Ayuk, I said that I'll get the guy on the team later. I just took jail and heard. Oh, you just scared the living shit out of me. I Why? agreed. I agree. I, I'm glad you did that because I was going to reach for – actually, now that I opened my mouth, I'm going to have to reach for the player. Um, I agree with your assessment. I disagree with the player. Um, you know, oh, I, I got gotcha. you. Take him now. Gotcha. I'm just going to take I'm just going to take him now. Um, I, I'm, I was all in on Trent Taylor last year. And his foot injury was the one that uh, got, made me learn about the severity of foot injuries. But he has looked fantastic in everything I've seen, and the coaching staff won't stop talking about him. I think he's got that. I think he's the front runner for that job. And and if he is, he, I mean, he could be Julian I, I Edelman. Heard had a lot of really good talk. You know, I think Trent Taylor is a very solid player. I don't think he's a tournament winner. I think Jalen Hurd is the type of guy who, if he really gets going, could be, a you know, not a tournament winner, but, he, you know, like I struggle to see Trent Taylor paying off more than like 10th round value, which is great. If you oh, him yeah, in the yeah, I, yeah I, I, he could be Cooper Cup if everything goes right. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, is that, are we talk, is that like a 95th, 96th percentile outcome? Sure. But he could he could dominate the slot like that if they go well, in that direction and, so and he fun, gets playing. It's funny that. because you're kind of you're kind of known for you and Davis are kind of known for these takes, right? You know that that just like set Twitter on fire. I don't think Trent Taylor. I, I don't think you've made any takes in this whole podcast that are like that. Um, I, I think that you know he's um, 
you know, I think, you know, he's not on anyone's radar. And I think it's a really sharp play by you. Um, and, you know, but, you know, I think Hunter, you know, if you like, if you like Trent Taylor, draft Hunter Renfro. That offense just has too many guys, though. Like Brian it's, Edwards, Lynch Bowden. Like, that offense has just got too many cooks in the kitchen. That's my problem. I'm not drafting Hunter Renfro either. Um, the guy who I'll take here, if he's there, still there, um, the criteria of what I tend to do with my life. Yeah, I've got, I've got one guy that I, I, sh- I should have taken this player first, and now I have to sweat this out. But I was afraid that I had tabletop Trent Taylor away, and I wasn't really pissed to lose him <laughs> at that point. He's, he's been sitting in the queue for about six rounds, and I actually made a note when you said, like, oh, there's another player on that team. I was like, ah, shit. Like, I'm going to have to reach early oh. on Trent oh, Taylor. Because I thought you were going I thought you were going for Taylor, and I was like, oh. Like, I made a note, like, I'm okay, so, I can't forget about this. I'm so, uh, I'm so uh, tied up in our conversation. Because I, I haven't done a pod like this live. We're just me and another guy, and we're just talking. Um, I didn't realize I would have taken Corey Davis over Jalen Hurd. Um, you know, the ability, you know, I, I understand Corey Davis has been a big disappointment, but my whole MO is draft talented players who, you know, people are down on. And, you know, if something happens to A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, you know, it could still happen, is what I'm saying. Uh, right, what kicker do I? Well, I have a kicker. I have to take a kicker. So you, but so you can take I, him next I, round. It's twenty. You have twenty rounds. You can't you take a kicker next round? Oh shit! It's nineteen. Jesus. Did Corey Davis just go? Oh wow. No. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. I looked at the. I looked at the. Thank you. Yeah, I you think bet. Corey Davis. Is, he's going this late for a reason. But he again, you know, you know in DFS, it's the you know, one of the key. You know, I wasn't good at DFS for a while. When I got good at it, even though I didn't have a great year last year, when I got good at it is when I figured out a couple things. And one of them is, you know, always play the talented guy who disappointed everyone the week before. You know, because normally, you know, football is such a small sample size. A lot of times, you know, that guy who was in the perfect spot, you know, and got 40% ownership and shit the bed, you know, next week he's going to have 8% ownership when he should probably have been 30% the first week and 20% the second week. Corey Davis is that kind of guy for season long. He shit the bed a couple times, but he's shown flashes. I, I don't know. I probably – should have taken another running back somewhere here and I didn't. I got to five real quick and then I haven't had one since. It's not really a huge deal though. Like you only need two and it's also like you also have Chubb and Hunt, right? So if you lose one, it's not like you're going to be out a back. You're just going to, you know, slide in the other. So it's not quite as big a deal for you as maybe No, no. It's just the hardest position to find in waivers. But, um, you know, I think I overcompensated for not taking wide receivers. But I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I, I, I overcompensated a little bit. One, two, three, four. 
again, I'm talking more than concentrating um, by doing it the podcast like this. But yeah, is there anybody the I w- first time you do it, you you definitely are just like, what the hell was that team I just drafted? <laughs> well, I, I like my team. I, I, I think I drafted a good team. I just, my roster construction, just looking back, you know, 15th, 16th, 18th, and 19th round wide receivers, I, I should have stuck a running back in there somewhere. But I don't think but, it's going to kill you either but way. If, that, if that's you know? the if that's the biggest thing you don't like about your draft, you, you probably had a pretty good draft. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. So, um, had a draft. Um, he's on, he sent me a picture of guys. I think, I think there might be some man love there for those thighs and, uh, Amis. Sorry. Sorry. Tejas. Odiwala. I, I never know what to make of your name. Tejas Bodiwala. Your picture doesn't really do any of that justice. All right. Um, um, I'm on the clock. I have to take a kicker. You do have to take a kicker now. I do, yes. Uh, I think this is a pretty good kicker. Yep. Indoors, dome. Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to deal with the weather at the back end of the season. Nothing wrong with that. No. Early no, buys. He's underrated. Yeah. What's that? I said early buy, but that's. I mean, when that's the only negative, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't like that, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to – well, there's a guy that I feel I can probably get on waivers. Teddy Bridgewater lasting to the 20th round is annoying. Yeah. Yes, it I know is. you weren't. Um, no, I was not. I, I don't mind Teddy. I just don't think he's going to – I just don't see how he's, all those guys are going to pay off value under him. Like, I don't have a problem with Teddy Bridgewater. I've taken Teddy Bridgewater. Actually, you know, I think I'm going to take that guy you were talking about earlier. Let's see. I've got six backs, three tight ends, two quarterbacks, six receivers. It's either going to be Russell Gage or Chris Conley. What does my buy situation look like? I don't know what that be the tiebreaker. Yeah, actually, it favors Chris Conway. So we'll take Chris Conway. <laughs> if you win a lot of money, you owe me at least 25 cents. All right, we can do that. I'll make it a full beer, even. <laughs> that would be great. It was a real pleasure having you on, Siege. Um, I hope you come back and do it again. Thanks so much. Any last words for the people? No, just uh, make sure you can follow me on Twitter at the CGDFS and find all my work at Elite Fantasy. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that uh, if people are listening to me, they know you and not the other way around. So uh, if you know Siege and not me, I'm Todd from PA. That's Todd with one D. You can find me on Twitter there um, where I'm normally doing old man jokes and uh, talking football. So that's going to do it. I want to thank my special guest, the Siege, C.J. Kaltenbach, and uh, hopefully I said that name right. And um, I want to thank once again my friends over at the FFPC. We've been doing an FFPC live football guys draft. I had a blast, guys. We will see you soon, and thanks again, Siege, for joining